Contemporary sociological studies tell us these days that family has many connotations and expressions. There are many kinds of families and they have come up with all kinds of names for these types of families. The nuclear family, the extended family, the blended family, the typical family, the family, the average family, the immigrant family, the refugee family, the single parent family, the school family, the neighborhood family, and although they don't mention it, we do, the family of faith that encompasses all of us in this place and all other gatherings in places of worship and faith across the world. No place in those secular, of course, sociological studies do they mention the Holy Family, perhaps because it's a kind of elusive term in contemporary society. And yet we know that we belong to many of these kinds of families in different ways. And in each one of them, we find a certain identity, and in each one of them, we find a certain purpose. But it is only, it's only right that in this Christmas season, we should turn our attention and our reflections toward the Holy Family that comes to us as our ancestors, all of us. We know, of course, that the word holy might be a bit elusive, even at Christmas. And we wonder if the idealized picture of the Holy Family that many of us remember being depicted on holy cards that we were given when we were very young, if that really is our family or is it a real family at all? But I think we find in the Holy Family as Jesus, Mary, and Joseph have come to be called, some, some resonance with our own family and with families in the world today. We don't have all the details of the family life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We, you know we have a whole segment of family life from the time of Jesus being 12 until he was maybe in his early 30s. We don't know what kind of family life unfolded for them. But nonetheless, we think that in that time that some important things were happening in their lives, that all of them together came to understand what was, as it were, lying in wait for the Son, Jesus, and that somehow God was bringing to those three human beings an amazing and wonderful sense of their place in the salvation and in God's plan. Their life, of course, had some rather unusual and, and difficult circumstances to deal with, trying from the very beginning, trying to avoid uh, embarrassment, looking for a place for the birth of the child, trying to escape persecution as he started to grow older, 
undergoing a treacherous journey that Matthew tells us about in the Gospel today. For us in our own families, perhaps the details are a little bit different, but we also encounter some of those same challenges. Perhaps it is trying to feel comfortable that there's sort of an economic stability in our midst. Perhaps worried about health issues, both now and and in the future. What about some family relationships that we would like to have maybe a, a little more reconciled? What about security for our own children and grandchildren, never mind the children across the world? All of these bring about emotions of fear, anxiety, pain, uncertainty, and yes, in the midst of all of that, hope and a kind of closeness that only family can give. The United Nations tells us that there are over 70 million people across the world who are in one way or the other affected and in many cases displaced by violence, by economic conditions, by persecution. Shortly before he became Pope, or I'm sorry, shortly after he became Pope, Pope Francis visited the island of Lapidusa, which is in the middle of the Mediterranean, where many desperate refugees and migrants are able to, to get there, even though many others died in the voyage, trying to escape from their native countries persecution and violence. And the Pope said, there seems to be a globalization of indifference to the plight of these people. A situation, of course, that we know has played out and continues to play out in other parts of the world and at other borders, including the southern border of our own country. So the plight of the Holy Family challenges us to see in all our brothers and sisters who are in refugee camps, in detention centers, who are victims of human human trafficking and callous political policies, to see in them the presence of Christ. In today's scriptures, the author of wisdom and Paul, the author of the letter to the Colossians, speak, of course, in another time, in another culture, but to remind us that the care for each other goes way beyond our families, although hopefully that is where we learn first the whole importance of care. Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, encourages them to to adopt harmony and grace for all of those, not only in the household of faith that he wrote to, but in that larger world that they were part of, to take some sense of responsibility and reverence for all of God's people who are part of the family of God. As Paul says, Everything that is done among the followers of Christ ought to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
In another message, Pope Francis says, we need to move away from attitudes of defensiveness and fear of indifference and protectionism, things that are so typical of a throwaway culture and move toward attitudes based on encounter, hospitality, respect. Perhaps the one message that is so clear to us in the story of the Holy Family, especially in its journey today that we read in the Gospel, is that God is, is like a doting parent. God keeps an eye on them. Three times we are told that a messenger came to Joseph. Three times did God reach out and say, you need to do this, you need to go here. The doting God parent looks after Joseph and Mary and the child. That could be our own assurance these days. So we need to believe that this mystery of God that we, we just celebrated in the Feast of the Nativity, this God whose love is so unbelievable, so remarkable, so far-reaching, is still at the very heart of who we are and wherever we go.